Good morning, Lansing. It's Saturday, it's 9 a.m., and the pet experts are in the building. This is the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS and 1320WILS.com. Now, here are your hosts, Rick Pruce and Lee Cohen. Welcome, pet keepers, to this week's MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. I'm your host, Lee Cohen, here with my co-hosts, the pet experts themselves. First to my left, we have Mr. Rick Pruce from Pruce Pets. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Lee. Hey, uh, Doc, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm pretty good today. <laughs> you got your horse? I'm, you I'm working. It wasn't a very good one, but and we're that on that fine Winnie came from <laughs> Dr. Will Schultz from uh, Schultz Veterinary and now retired. And in the meantime, we are going to talk about, if you didn't figure it out from Doc's hint, that we're going to be talking about horses today because what horse. the heck. Last week we talked about alpacas and someone said to me, what, you couldn't find a bigger animal to talk about? Sure. <laughs> These horses are going to have a little deeper voice than that one, I think. A lot deeper voice. A lot deeper voice. <laughs> yeah. We're going big, guys. Yeah, that's we it. We are going go big. Go big or go home. Go, go big or go home. They don't get any bigger than this. This is the big show. It is, it is a big show. <laughs> oh, and wow. It is a, no, it's a big show in the fact that it does draw people from a long distance. And frankly, there aren't that many shows bigger than this one in the world, as we'll find out from our guest today, uh, Aaron Rice, who is the president of the GLI. And it's a what's it, the GLI Lee? Tell the them Great Lakes Invitational, and and what makes it so big? Uh, we the, haven't really said that. The fact that it's drawing people from not just the United States, but also from Canada. But what's drawing them, Doc? What tell them what's going on. Big big horses. Yeah, well, <laughs> These are we're talking today draft horses, but mules are coming in the story too. The giant draft horses. Draft horses. And these are horses that you can actually ride, but you pretty much yeah. need a ladder to get on, but mostly they're used as draft. They're used for pulling, they're used for tractor pulling, they're used for wagon pulling, they're used for plowing. Um, a and draft they, beer? And well, dra- that, that's oh, where I was going to go. Beer. And frankly, if you think about that, draft they're... beer. So if you've ever watched the Clydesdales on Budweiser ad, these are Clydesdales are going to be there too yeah and as he brought up we're going to see the ones that used to drew pbr paps blue ribbon yeah and i think those were percherons but these are very very different breeds they're beautiful beautiful horses and they are you know it's going through veterinary school dealing with pleasure horses and hunter jumpers and hunter jumpers can be pretty big these are huge huge animals nice nice yeah uh, did in your practice at any time in your career did you work on draft horses in, in veterinary school a couple but we didn't have very many during veterinary school yeah. mostly it was hunter jumpers and pleasure horses um, but we did call on a few uh, draft horse people uh, but Michigan the central part of Michigan we don't have too many but they yeah. but they're they're here and there are people that have them and there are people yeah. that uh, one of my clients had one as her horseback riding horse yeah and uh, she said it was the smoothest horse ever nicest they're gentle uh, they're not flighty. They're they're quite sure-footed. So probably going north of here, yeah. Amish communities and such, and uh, south both directions. South, oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. and if you think about it, if you've been to Mackinac Island, yes. uh, you see the horses pulling the carts up there, and you get a feel for the. Uh, it's almost a genteel nature of them. They're used to being around people, right. and frankly, they just they're very nice horses and. 
as most people, uh, if you're not a horse person, don't know, horses are very smart animals. I mean, they are way up yeah. there on the list of all the animals yeah. out there. And the fact that you can love a horse and the horse will love you right back. And well, those... well, we, You very quickly learn, too, as a veterinarian, if you're walking out in the, in the pasture, uh, to get the horse, and you have a vaccine syringe in your hand, <laughs> you, you will never, ever meet that horse personally. <laughs> but if you walk out with a bucket of, of sweet grain, yeah. you're going to have a friend forever. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. It, it, but they're that smart. But the show, mm-hmm. you guys, uh, for people that haven't been there, uh, it is an amazing place to go. They have horses that are draft horses. They're plowing outside. There is some entry fee to get in. But you will be able to see horses do things you never thought horses could do ever in your life. Yeah, and for the cost of going to the movies, you can spend not two hours but a whole day enjoying these animals, looking, learning, talking to people who are involved with them. It's it's just it's a great opportunity, and it's going to take place this Thursday through Sunday at the MSU Pavilion right on the corner of Mount Hope and Farm Lane. It's, it's right there, free parking, and it's... It's a great opportunity, so hopefully you'll all go. And in the meantime, that's the conversation we'll have this week on the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. Hey, got some ideas for a show? Questions? Maybe suggestions? Just email us, mmpets at 1320wils.com or message us on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash mmpets. The Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And Rick and Doc, we have with us in the studio a returning guest. Uh, he's been here before, and he's here to talk about one of his favorite topics, which is the upcoming show that's taking place at the MSU Pavilion. It's the Great Lakes International Horse Show that's going to be taking place next week from Thursday through Sunday. Welcome back to the show, Aaron Rice. Well, thank you for having me again, and uh, it's a real pleasure to be here, and I'm really looking forward to uh, going over the show with our expert guest. Well, I got a good time. Well, I got to say, Aaron, last year, I remember Rick and I were both really amazed at what we knew about them was essentially the Clydesdales, and that becomes essentially the replica for everyone to follow of why horses can be so majestic, so gorgeous, and such incredible things to have. But can you explain to our audience exactly what the GLI is? Okay, it's Michigan Great Lakes International Draft Horse Show and Pole. Uh, it's a large horse show that is for registered horses only, three draft horses, three main breeds, Percherons, Belgians, and Clydesdales. We also have some mules. The object is to uh, have the public view and Try to understand and learn where our uh, roots were with the draft horse, also how they're used today, and in the functions that they're used in. So we have plowing, we have hitches, we have hauler, and uh, we pretty much cover from uh, tip to toe the draft horse industry. And they are the coolest looking animals ever. They're beautiful. So what's the average on these horses, just for people that don't know, how what do they weigh? Well, they really are right at 2,000 to 2,500 pounds. So that's bigger than your average little car. Oh, yeah. And they have, um, we call it, we measure them in hands, uh, but 
they're like 18 hands, which is times four inches, 18 times four yep. inches. And for most people, like a, a regular uh, horseback, let's go, I'm going to go out to the stable and ride a horse. Those average horses are what, 14 hands? 14, 15 at the most. Yeah, yeah. so these are, are much taller. Are much they, and, and I did have a client, I hate to bring this up at the first start, yeah. but I had a client that had one for pleasure horse. It was her riding horse. We display them in, in riding horses at the show also. Um, we're finding now that they're a great horse for uh, municipalities, crowd control. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you noticed any of the films from Canada last fall, you'll see a lot of them working they're, at the truck strike. And, yeah, and when you see these, you're going to get out of the way. It's oh, a big horse. Yeah. And they can move you out of the way. Right, right. And and I think everybody's familiar with the Clydesdales from the Budweiser ads, oh, I'm, yes. I'm sure. But, but the other horses are there, too. And so on that weekend, you're going to be doing – uh, the plowing, I've gone by there in the middle of the day when they're plowing. Correct. Uh, they, are they one, two, three, four? How many pull a plow? Okay, so we, we have up to two. We don't really go into the large gangs like eight or anything like that. Oh, I can't imagine. Um, they're still used today in groups of eight to pull, you know, uh, three-bottom plows. But we'll we'll do a single plow uh, trailer type. We'll do a walking plow behind. We'll do a pair of horses to, uh, uh, well, we'll do a pair to the uh, trailer plow also, yeah. single end pair to the trailer plow. So, yeah, yeah we, we cover it all pretty much, uh, especially how it works, what a furrow is, uh, how farming kind of really works. They do a lot more with tractors today than they do with horses, but there's still yeah. a lot of areas in the United States and around the world, third world countries, that do a lot of horse farming. Farm, yeah. And so then how did you get into this? It was wild. <laughs> I went to the Michigan Great Lakes International Draft Horse Show back in the oh, 70s down in Detroit, Michigan at the state fairgrounds. Yeah. I fell in love with it, and I came home and I said, Gail, I would like to have one of those horses, and I'd like to have a mare so that we could have more. So how did that go over? <laughs> well, well, here you are. Yeah, well, she's a horse nut from way back. She was always into riding horses. Oh, okay. So uh -huh. uh, it was no, oh, yeah, let's try. Well, I looked, and I looked for a breeding program, you know, around and where to buy a horse and what was the best and quality, and I studied quite a bit. I couldn't really find a breeding program because I was looking for Clyde Shire horses. And um, one of the people that were very successful down in Bronson, Michigan, the Molluskies, uh, said, you know, one of the best Percheron men is probably 10 miles from you. Why don't you try Percherons? Uh, they have had the best breeding program in America for years. So I went up there and I said, well, I'd like to buy a good mare. And um, this gentleman, Bob Robinson, he didn't have much to say. He was a farmer, and he just said, I don't sell my horses. I said, well, what happens to them? They all die here? I'll think about it, he says. That's a, far, that's a <laughs> that's total, a total farmer. farmer. That, <laughs> that's that's right. exactly what it right. is. What are you doing on my land? Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but a nice guy. Ni yeah. Super yeah. nice. Yeah. Oh, we ended nice, up yeah. being salt of the earth. Yeah. best of yeah. friends. And he, yeah. I, he said, I got one mare I'll sell you. Yeah. Well, they tried to sell the mare, and the mare wouldn't cooperate with the other guy, and he had to bring him home, uh -huh. bring her home. And uh, he says, I don't think she's bred. 
And I said, okay, I'll buy her. And I, you know, I bought her. And next thing I know, she had a stud foal that was top notch that I showed. Oh, my very first one was a winner. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so when you. Wow. Then I was hooked. <laughs> so when you. What, what did the farmer think of that? <laughs> yeah, right. I can't believe it. He says, <laughs> <laughs> he says, why did I do that? Everybody then, knows what an oops is. Then yeah. he says. You need another mare. <laughs> there you go. Well, there you go. So when you started showing, were you bridling, handling, pulling, yeah. towing? What were you doing? We uh, showed them in hauler, bridle, and then we also showed them in cart and had two of them, and we showed them with a wagon. Right. And uh, when they're hitch when wagon. they're together and they're hitched together, yeah. they have to be in sync, right? Oh, perfect. Yeah, perfect. And they have to be matched uh, in color, and they have to be size, and, wow. and it's a little bit of a trick. Yeah. So for yeah. the people out there, the dog and cat people, th- these aren't dogs and cats, but these are animals, and to miss this show would be a terrible mistake because— I, I, I tend to agree. Yeah, when you watch these pulling together, especially when they get—what's the most you have pulling well, wagons? Saturday night, we'll have an eight-horse hitch. Eight-horse, yeah. And, and you see those going around the ring, and you're like, how— I when my brother and I were growing up, we couldn't walk together, oh. and let alone have eight horses together in front of you. Oh pulling. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, no, that's quite a feat. It's a, uh, and it's even harder today than it was years ago. The, the the numbers of them aren't as many out there as what they were. We'll have uh, this year eighteen six horse hitches. Holy mackerel. Yeah, we've and got by a good the way, show you, can't, this you can't just throw these in the back of your car and show up here, can you? Oh, no. <laughs> Each one of those units that carry that many, usually about three semis full of stuff. Oh. Yeah. Wow, wow that's just amazing. That's a commitment. So, Rick, oh. I can go to your store and buy a couple of fish and take them home in a little bag. Yeah. But yeah. if I want to come to your store and buy yeah. like six Percherons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I think is really important right now, so we don't get too heavy into the show before where we can bring the listener in? Only because I remember last time you were on the show and I was a true, you know, uh, greenhorn on this. I, I knew nothing about them. Uh, would you mind talking a little bit about the different types? You bring up Belgian, mm-hmm. Clydesdale, yeah. and Percheron. Mm-hmm. Don't forget the mules. What? Yeah, and don't, yeah we got to find out. Yeah. By the time we're done yeah, here, we have to find out <laughs> why do we have the mules there, but we'll talk about that <laughs> later, you know? Um, you know <laughs> I, 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 they've I, been, I, been I, a very I, important my, part of I, your life, and you don't know it, but anyway. Well, well, we'll learn that. Yeah, yeah. But, but I think first, and after yeah. our last show, when I went up to uh, Mackinac Island, oh, yeah. I oh, had a whole different perspective oh, yeah. on what I was watching just from listening oh, to the show. Cool. And I think it would be most helpful if you kind of illuminated why there are these different types. To, to the average person listening in, they may already know this, but, but mm-hmm. they might not. And what they may not know is that they come from different geographical areas and they have different functions as a, a historical significance. Correct. Um, so Europe, everything came from Europe to America. And um, Europe, we had uh, La Perche, France. We had Belgian horses. And we also had the Clydesdales over in Scotland. Differences were them. All of them were large horses. They were used uh, back for war horses 
in the early civilizations, and they had developed, bred them and developed them to carry that much weight uh, with armor on men and also agility and strength and stamina in order to uh, war with them. After that, they were put more into the utility use. We, they were used in, throughout Europe and uh, throughout the world um, for agricultural use. So we started off uh, tilling the fields with them, uh, harvesting, everything that needed to be done, deliveries uh, of products from farm to city, anything that a truck used to do, these heavy horses did also. In Scotland, the ground was extremely wet and muddy. And originally, the Clydes had the foot that was most adapt to that, and they bred that way in Scotland. It was really from, that's back when we looked at a horse from the foot up. And that's why they used them over in Scotland. In Belgium, uh, they needed raw power. The Belgian tended is yet today to be the largest of the three breeds. They bred them for size. They bred them for strength. They had a little more room, and they did a lot more farming with them. And so they didn't quite need the same foot on them, and so they had a straighter wall hoof, and they did, uh, did tons of work. They did the heavy tons of work. In France, now the French people are always fussy. They're different. They're different. <laughs> and uh, with great compliment to anyone yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah. They're all French people. They um, were a little different. And their heavy horses, they bred back to the Arab. The Percherons were bred back Very to smart. the Smart and fast and beautiful yeah. and high athletic yeah. ability. Yeah, Arabs are wound up a little tight. They're tight. And so you'll find that today in our Persians also, that they're, they're not as calm as the other ones, but they do put on the show. Not and quite as, are they not quite as big? Or is that not yeah, a... They're downsized to my hair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're not yeah. quite I'll, as big. Yeah. You get an 18-hand Persian, that's exceptional. Okay. You know, they really like to be 17, two or three. Yeah. You know, in reality. So that's where they all kind of, then they... America was going wide open, and they were all imported into America. We used Mustangs for a while, and Mustangs were good, but they really needed uh, the weight and the stamina for out in Iowa and Nebraska and all of that. I mean, it was just gangs of horses doing work out there. You know, there's thousands of acres out there. It's like that today yet. We're so open and so, so such a huge amount that has to be done in order to uh, supply the needs of the United States that um, it, it was just a breeding ground. Well, modernization brought the tractors in. And at that time, uh, tractors kept coming and coming and coming. And everybody had from steam to gas onward to today. And they, the numbers went way down, and a lot of them were not able to survive. Yeah, that's interesting. Right, yeah, they were so, displaced by uh, tractors. Yeah. And um, 
you know, Paul Bunyan got displaced by the chainsaw. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I think I think one thing I'd like to do on the other side of the break is the one thing I didn't know is they're kind of you can actually tell some of this just by the color of their their coat, right. and I want to get into that a little bit on the other side of the show uh, on on the other side of the half hour. Okay, thank you. We're talking this morning with Aaron Rice, who is the president of the GLI, which is coming to Michigan State next weekend. Mm-hmm. And after the break, we'll talk about what Rick just mentioned. And I would like to also hear about some of the modern uses for horses, because my area of interest is advertising. And the truth is, horses represent some of the greatest marketing actors oh, yeah. in the world today. So we'll talk about that with Aaron right here on 1320. Like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com forward slash MM Pets. Upload your pet's picture or check out the silly pet photos that we put up there to get you through your day. Welcome back to the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. Here are your hosts, Rick Bruce and Lee Cohen. It's 9.35 and we're back here with the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And we're talking this morning all about the upcoming event taking place at the MSU Pavilion next week, taking place from Thursday to Sunday. It's the Great Lakes Invitational Horse Poll and Show. And we've got with us the president of the GLI. It's Aaron Rice. And Aaron, we were talking before the break about different things, and Rick had brought up the issue of the colors. So, Rick, do you want to expand on that question? I just thought that when I would think of a horse, there's just different varieties of colors, and I wouldn't think it was associated with, you know, specifically line breeding for, let's say, Clydesdale or Percherons or anything like that. I would think, well, uh, the coat is the coat, and, you know, that's one option. And then the size of the animal is the other option, but there seems to be a connection between the two that I didn't realize. Uh, typically, you're going to find the perchrons are going to be black or gray. All right. When you see them in the white form, that's age, typically. After they go gray, then they'll go white eventually. Kind of like a human. I was looking around Just the room right that, now. Yeah, <laughs> I think that, that no, period, the whole room. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty. None of us probably room. had this white hair when we were born. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so you'll find the Perchons black and gray. You'll find the Belgians uh, brown, uh, red brown, almost kidney. You'll see them kidney color. Um, and then you're going to see the Clydes, which uh, tend to be a brown coat with white feathered uh-huh. feet, okay? And they can have white markings all over them, uh, on the head, on the side, uh, all over. So you'll, you'll distinguish them when you see them. When I was at Mackinac Island, uh, the one thing I noticed is a lot of that like dark colored body with a lot of white flecking through it. Is that what you're referring to as far as that color pattern? Yeah, the color pattern. Yeah. that was, And those always were the eye stoppers when they would walk by oh, just because yeah. they're different. Oh, no, that, that's the Percheron. That, that's the, yes. And they are, the grays are the most gorgeous uh, to me of the whole bunch. But they, um, yes, they, they come in those colors. They um, all have... DNA markers that sometimes tend to throw odd colors, like like in 5%, 10%, 20%. 
of the yeah, time. Yeah. You know, yeah. you'll get a you get the wrong color. You'll get the wrong color. You'll so get is that looked down upon? Would that then disqualify um, them for show or anything? Uh, judges' opinions vary on that. Typically, it's what's odd about it is typically those are the best uh, built genetically. Always. Yes. So they're, 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 we call them throwbacks. Some of them are throwbacks, yep. and they're back to the original you know, breed that we haven't been breeding for. So correct. also when you're at the show, you, like at dog shows, they, they walk the dog around the ring. You also have a class where yes. you walk out on a, a halter, right, or a harness and show them, right? Correct. So uh, a bridle uh, on the head and a lead line, and we will walk them, trot them away from the judge so he can see them on the side, to the rear, really kind of like a dog show. Yeah. They do a key down at the end, and they come walk and trot back. He'll inspect them, uh, check their teeth, uh, check their hooves, check you know everything. Just and we brought that up. So hoof size is important. Oh, very important. We've got to uh, withstand a mass of twenty five hundred pounds on four little points, their four legs, and. Those hooves have to be attached properly with the proper tendons. They have to have the head that the tendon hooks to that has to be the right size, and the hoof itself has to be a large size. The ones that are too small tend to go lame early in life. And drop. And, mm-hmm. and they are standing on one toe. Yes. Yeah, versus us. we got a whole bunch of toes down yeah. there, but horses are on no, one, one toe. one toe, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they have little, little, ba- little ballerinas. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a ballerina. So they, and then um, I've been there for these things. So they, they paint the hooves. They, oh, yeah. They have right them up. dressed up yeah. and cleaned up. Shoe them, uh, shod to the best. And then we also show them after we get done with haulers. So we go through them and look at them genetically. And really it sets breeding in a direction as we show which bloodlines are successful to maintain a standard breed. Then we take that and we put it into action. We'll put it into a cart, a pair in a hitch wagon, a unicorn, meaning two next to the wagon and one out front. No, kids, these aren't the unicorns you think you're going to see, see at the show. <laughs> oh, man. No, they don't have Well, we could, I mean, if it gets them into the audience. If it gets them in. Tell the girls there's going to be unicorns, unicorns, unicorns there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then we have the four. And then we have six, which is three, three, you know, two times three out in front. And then we have the eight. And so um, it is very interesting to watch. They uh, watch them at a walk. They judge them at a walk. They judge them at a trot. They judge them on backing. And uh, it's very interesting to watch. And it's... um, it's beautiful. And you have to have a like an eight horse, and you have to be able to back this up. Back it up straight. So when you're driving line, down the road and you yeah. see guys with a semi, and you go like, okay, he's yeah. going to be. But when you see the guy with a double semi, you can back. Now think about That's a, eight yeah. horses at once yeah. backing up. How do you do oh. that? Yeah. And yeah. it's a, a feat of strength also, even though they're well-trained for the uh, yeah. for the driver. And, so and, so right. when also when they're pulling – they have to have the same gait, too. Oh, How in time, on earth do you teach them to do that? They're funny. Uh, they, do they want they're to her- do it? It's a kind of, I think it's a herd mentality type uh-huh. of thing uh-huh. uh, where they, they get going and they 
uh, start going together. They like it. They love the music. We have organ music playing the whole time. They love the music. Oh, really? Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, come see no, the organ show. Yeah. This guy said, I bring him in clear from the West Coast every year to do no that. No joke. <laughs> you guys, we came apart on that one. Oh, yeah. Is there anything like uh, in the God of DeVita? What does he play? I mean, you, is this you, hard just, stuff or is this uh, sure Bach? The right the White Horse. No. Beethoven? <laughs> just walk up there and tell him what you want to hear and you're going to hear it. Wow. On an old uh, B-model Hammond with three Leslie speakers. Oh, amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah, you'd enjoy it. It's, it's a well, show. I, I, it's I, a show. I've seen it, and it, it yeah. is fun to watch. It is fun yeah. to watch. It, but they, they sync up together, they get going, and then they typically stay in step. It's just amazing. And there's a lot of practice in that. Yeah. There's a lot of practice. Yeah, you don't just go out there and do, do that. that. Yeah, Doc, you these, and I need a date. Yeah. You and I need to go have a date. It's you and I fun. go to the go to the uh, uh, to the event. This yeah. just looks too I, fantastic. I, I, and Lee, you can come along too. I oh, okay, yeah, it. I went there. Uh, I, I'm a big photographer on the side too. And oh, are you? What a place to take your camera, everybody. Uh, yeah, you I, I'm just imagining. You know, it's kind of the difference between having like in your living room, you know, a fifty-some-inch yeah. TV, and then one of these things like ninety-six-inch. I mean, uh, wouldn't yeah. you want to have that in your living room? I mean, if you're gonna take time out in your day to go out and explore the world that we have around us, well, it's a hundred and twenty-foot view. You, you, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you have the opportunity here in Lansing. Yeah, I don't care where you're listening this from you need to think about going to the yeah. show because you won't see anything like this no. ever again in your lifetime We're, and this is this is and, the second and, largest uh, event trade event in the lansing area and it's the 10th largest show in the world yeah and and when you go Kids, if you've been out oh, horseback uh, riding and stuff with the kids, they'll let you walk up to these oh, horses. Yeah. Come on, the stalls. You look yeah. up to these horses, and when they're out there grooming them, their 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 manes are getting taken care of, their tails are getting taken care of. Uh, the grooming on these is amazing, and they're standing on a step ladder to do it. Yeah, yeah. And you, you know, you, you got to get on the ladder to get up there. Oh, uh, the thing of it is, too, it's a, such a family type of affair. You know, it's really, that's a pristine facility. It's clean, you know, it's safe. Yeah, and yeah. it's just a great place to take kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, have, we have people that, new people that come in that have never heard an organ before. Isn't that amazing? And the other, they go nuts. Yeah. They yeah, love it. it. And in the pavilion, you could have allergy issues with people that have allergies. But if you still want to go, you can be outside watching them oh, yeah. pulling oh. the carts. You can watch them uh, plowing because they plow the field right across the street. Right. And Correct. we were talking today. It's raining. It's going to be wet. Well, well take your Clydesdale out there. Yeah, there feet. you go. Bring your Clyde with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. No, perfect. you got uh, it's uh It's a is. It kind of get, gets in your blood. Um, we're advertising it well, mgli.org, if you need any further information. Well, Aaron, there's no question about it. It will be a very big show, and it's something interesting for people to see. Uh, we need to take one more break. When we come back from that break, again, I want to ask you about the advertising because I know about the Clydesdales, but something tells me these other horses have made a nice career doing oh. that because horses are like everyone else. When 
all of a sudden you find that my job is no longer really needed. I need to find another job. And when you lose your job to a tractor, what else to do? Go into acting and advertising. (laughs) Because the truth is that we in advertising aren't much smarter than a bunch of horses. So bottom line is they can do the job well. And we'll have that conversation with Aaron Rice from the GLI right after the break on the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. It's the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. We're back here with the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show, and we've been talking this morning with Aaron Rice, who is the president of the GLI Horse Show that's coming to Michigan State uh, this coming weekend. And Aaron, before the break and even in the last section, you got us really curious because you keep bringing up these mules, and we are trying to figure out what the role of the mules are. I understand donkeys. They're the jackass that you need in every situation. But help us understand what are the mules and they doing as part of this. And they don't even look like a draft. They got little tiny feet. <laughs> big long ears. Yeah, big long ears. And I don't know if the brains are quite as big. They're exceptionally smart. They're just uh, either stubborn. distracted. Stubborn. Are stubborn. they as stubborn as people say? They can be. But there are people that can break through that very easily. That's good. Mm, I mean, there's trainers. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, somebody's (laughs) got to do it. The mules have been a large part. You you don't see it as much, but the mules have been a large part of agriculture in Michigan, Europe, all around the world. Mules carried World War I before they had trucks. Mules did everything. Mules went places that you couldn't go with trucks. Mules uh, would pack... uh, supplies for troops across the world and be able to get in and out. And, well, why a mule and not a horse? It seems the like mule more is around. a very, very agile uh, animal in rugged, rocky conditions. Yeah. They, can, they can, <clears throat> they have the stamina, number one. They have the ability to, to carry loads, their beasts of burden. And they also... Uh, have this ability to work in very, very narrow, tough places, places you barely walk, they'll they'll follow you in and carry a load. I, I've been on mules in the Rocky Mountains. Yes. And they actually, I think that's what they use on Grand Canyon tours. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that, mules that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah, they're way more sure-footed than a horse. Oh, way more. For, and yeah. you can depend on them. Okay, so then, how is that's how they ended up at the show? Well, uh, yes, but they've always been kind of off to the side with the draft horses. They've always been agricultural type, you know, animals. And so we included them because, honestly, people love them. People will come and see our eight-horse mule hitch on Saturday night. Is it it the ears? (laughs) They bay, they talk, they... They bite a lot, too, though, if you're not careful, don't they? <laughs> they the ones we have are extremely well-trained. Good. They'll do uh, some really special uh, backing, uh, figure eights, uh, docking moves where they'll dock to the side of the ring, uh, swing out. You swing eight mules side to side, touch each side. They're just an unbelievable animal, and... We just always felt it necessary to carry them. It's it's kind of one of those uh, Tom Cruise things. Uh, yeah. You complete me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And 
you know, now we're going to go back to what we were talking about before, 20 Mule Team Borax. Oh. How oh. did animals get in advertising? Yeah. And that's where the mules were. Absolutely. Wonderful example. Uh, they just, they, and they're still today, there's quite a market for them today. A lot of people use them. We're starting to find them as pets a lot of places. People hmm. have a mule with their dogs and their alpacas and hmm. all that. Well, last week we were talking alpacas and uh, like guarding sheep, and, and we noticed there's a flock of sheep right across from my clinic at Michigan State, and they tried alpacas, they tried llamas, they tried the uh, um, dogs, and the trouble the female dog out there was in heat, so the coyotes wanted to breed her, right. and that didn't work, so they put a mule in there. Yeah. And it worked. Mule at and the sheep flock, and the mules there to protect the sheep from the coyotes. And they will, and, and they, they will, will stomp a coyote to a piece of carpet. Yeah, when they're they done. will. Oh my yeah. yeah, they will. They they they, they, they don't want you messing with their babies. And yeah. I don't know how they figure that out. I nobody knows, but they're they're yeah. very very protective. They're 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 just you you really need to. Look into them at one time, or at least read about them a yeah. little bit. But they have been really something in world history. Um, also, I guess backing up just a little bit, where we were talking about maybe the draft horse had uh, become a little more extinct uh, after the advent of the tractor. Yes and no. We went through a period where the tractor had taken over. But then there was a period... After that, that the tractor just couldn't do the things the horses still could. They breeders kept them going. The breeders kept infusing original European bloodlines into them. They were building some of the best horses that we've seen in the draft horse hunt industry on up through today. They changed their use quite a little bit. Um, they were known for deliveries. They were known for Budweiser delivering beer in the streets with Clydesdales. They were known for past Blue Ribbon delivering beer in the streets with uh, Pertrans. All, all, of, all the major companies had a breed or had a hitch, and it was a competition, uh, along with a lot of other commercial endeavors. So a lot of them today are used as commercial hitches in advertising, a lot of them are still, we're, we're kind of going back a little bit. They are still used a lot in logging. You can't beat them in a, in a woods over a mechanical removal of trees. I mean, it just, there's no comparison, but there's not enough men. But they do a lot of logging, especially just south of here. Uh, we still see them being used. Uh, the Amish use them a lot just in farming. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Right. They do. I mean, just they'll do the complete farming with it. Those what's, are the what's ones. What's their favorite horse? They tend to go toward the Belgian, like, uh -huh. but they've got the ground for a Belgian. Yeah, and right. um, they tend to go to a Belgian, and um, the Pertrans are still used today. They do a ton of carriage work, like in cities. Like you don't realize it, but there's so many places that you can get. Horse-drawn carriage rides—that's yeah. quite a little bit of an industry. We don't, yeah. you don't, you don't add it all up. But you go to New York or you go to California, or actually uh, down in Shipsawana, they build the carriages, and you ought to see 
the carriages come and go, you know, for rebuilding, you just cannot believe the size of that industry. Uh, now, if, yeah. if and, I've got a, a Percher and Belgian or a, a Clyde, are the carriages different for each one of those? Um, not too much different. They'll they'll change the colors to match the horse a little bit, you know, to emphasize the horse. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering in the audience, too, how many people grew up? I uh, We moved to Lansing when I was very, very young. Yeah. And we had horse-drawn milk truck in Lansing. Sure. I grew, mm. I grew up with that. Yeah. Rick gave me the look, and we used to go out and give the horse a carrot now and then. Well, and they would bring fresh bottled milk. Well, yeah, fresh milk. Yeah. In yeah. a bottle, a glass bottle. Yeah, and put it in a little hole in the side of the house. And then they'd come and pick up the empties. Absolutely. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had eight <laughs> kids in the family, so we went through gallons of milk a uh, day. Same with us. But yeah, but yeah. yeah but so that was that was way, way oh, back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rick goes, yeah. you're really that old? Yes, I am. Rick. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was probably happening at my birth, but <laughs> but not much, for, not much further. But <laughs> we uh, we celebrate all that, and I think we do it in a uh, family matter. Uh, I mean, you know, in a family style. We uh, Everything's about the family here. We want the kids. to. We have a tremendous youth. Uh, classes. We have a pile of youth classes. So you've got a little kid steering this 2,000-pound animal around. Starting at 10 years old. Holy mackerel. Aaron, let's talk about some of the details because we don't have oh, a yeah. lot of time oh, left. Yeah. But yeah. let's talk about what are the costs, what are the times, uh, what are the details of what people can see starting on Thursday and going through Sunday. Okay. So Thursday we start out with mule hauler. Um, and then... It goes into uh, hitch classes of mules and all other breeds until we get down to the 5 o'clock evening period. We'll have one intermission in the middle of the day. At the 5 o'clock period, we stop, break, get the ring ready, get everybody settled in, and then we'll have our evening show, which will uh, be some really uh, great hitching of all, all breeds, all different hitches. Right. And the cost for the show? Okay. So a one-day uh, ticket for an adult is $14. If you buy a four-day pass, it's $50. If you're a senior, a one-day pass is $12, and a four-day is $40. And if you're a student, uh, students are uh, 10 and a on the students, if you come all four days, it's a $30 pass. And then under seven are free with an adult pass. And on Sunday, children uh, with an adult are under 18 are free. Too. Bring the well, kids. Aaron, yeah. thank you so much for uh, alerting everyone to this. It should be a great event, and we look forward to talking to you again. Well, thank you for uh, hosting me on this program. I oh, really enjoy it. Our pleasure. In the meantime, we are out of time. So on behalf of our producer, Bruce Warner, my co-hosts in the studio, Dr. Will Schultz and Rick Pruce, this is Lee Cohen wishing all of you a great weekend, a great weekend. We'll talk next weekend on the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. Meantime, please, please take good care of your pets. Have a great weekend.